0: Oh, we are recording?
1: We have a button? So, testing, check, one, two. Levels, levels, all the levels. All right,
2: everybody.
0: This yes, yep. deal. Welcome to Barrel Proof episode number 250. We'll call it 250, like, with an asterisk. Because we should do something special for the quarter cent well quarter century that's 25 <laughs> 20- Quarter, quarter century times 10 uh, <laughs> the big numbers the big numbers are ones we theoretically do special things for and haven't for probably the last several milestones like 200 we didn't do anything for that i don't think maybe we did i don't know do we have hackworth for 200 i don't 250. know
3: 250 that's amazing it's a taylor lot. It's a lot. to 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 know where you where you started this thing and now where we're at Yep. After 250 episodes, that really is a landmark.
0: It is. It's a it's a long it's a long time. We're glad for everyone that's uh, listened to us from the beginning up to now, and uh, it's been fun the entire time. I promise, with a couple of exceptions, but most of the time it's been really good. <laughs> uh, those were the dulcet tones of uh, Ty Smith over there. He's got uh, the the youngest Smith sitting with him, so he's going to be a little bit more sparse with his uh, verbiage tonight. Uh, and then Robbie Barker is back with us. Thanks, Robbie. Hey there. And then Patrick's uh, man of the dials and the buttons, etc. He pushed record, so we don't have to. <laughs> have Is it a great possible conversation for me to, be to remember how to say again
3: with my verbiage? Uh, no, I'm not, but sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm, sure. I'm interested to see you
0: try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's talk about why we're out. Why we're all here uh, again, sitting outside at Thurman Hutchins Park in the middle of summer slash fall. Uh, big win. Big was win Saturday night. Uh, got to go see this one. I didn't get to see the last one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, very intense game. Very, you know. St. Louis did like they've done all season, brought a ton of intensity, a lot of want to uh, to the whole game. And, uh, you know, we're probably a, a bit unlucky in the, the scoreline, if I'm being honest. Uh, but that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah. And I uh, sent them home with a 2-0 loss. Uh, goals from, uh, once again, Cam Lancaster. And then they called it a Toby adewale own goal, the second one, but I think it was debatable. I suppose it was an own goal, but I'm still going <laughs> to give it the credit to Luke Spencer. You're just
1: really trying to get Luke off the. I mark am. I, <laughs> I think it's fair.
0: Uh, and I, you know, get Toby doesn't deserve that, so maybe he does. I don't know. But uh, yeah. it was awesome. Uh, I've got my own kind of thoughts on the game. Um, you know, but just, it, it was a damn rock fight, like yeah. I was like kind of like we were expecting. Uh, so much back and forth in midfield. I was really impressed with the hour mark adjustment that Hackworth made to go three-five-two, pulling off McMahon and putting on Sharpie and Matt Soso uh, and just kind of trying to make sure we could continue to deal with their high press and, and not let not give so much uh, free reign in the midfield. Um, I'll get some numbers here in a little bit because it's, you know, scoreline, like I said, I don't think it was necessarily a fair representation mm-hmm. of, of the way the game went. They fought hard. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a couple, like three offsides calls of which were probably goals. Uh, you know, were we a little bit fortunate with those? I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not going to make the argument, but, it, you know, so other people probably can. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the biggest, I mean, the biggest story of the match is Ben Loon, right? Let's start yeah. Let's start there. Uh, if not for Ben Loon, we might have lost a by a lot, <laughs> because
2: well,
1: yeah, man uh, of the match. The penalty, the penalty yeah.
0: kick, set the stage for everything else, and it was a penalty. It was very, it was very close. You probably could have called it just outside, but uh, it was definitely a foul. There's no question yeah, about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, clearly Uh, a foul, clearly a penalty. But feel sorry for Sean. He was about to make the challenge. He was obviously behind the plate. It was always going to be hard, but he stumbles on the turf and just, you know, obviously clipped him. So no complaints there. But yeah, Ben was massive. But uh, I was, I was
0: terrified. I mean, you know, it's Wallfall, great penalty taker. He was. It was a very poorly taken penalty, and that kind of spelled out their destiny for the rest of the match. You know, doing all the Mm -hmm. things to get there, knock on the door, and just can't get past it fabulous save from Loon, and I was just a harbinger of things to come yeah. I mean he had what 10 saves in the match 10 saves, ten ten saves. Yeah, I'll go ones. through yeah. like I said I'll go through numbers numbers later but he was absolutely monumental yeah, the co- entire game the first time he's really ha- we've had to have him do stuff mm-hmm. like that since the North Carolina game back in March uh, I know. and it's you know he was a big highlight in local media all all week going into that which was you know I just kind of luck- lucky I guess uh, but absolutely huge performance out of him.
1: Yeah, according to Evan Floyd, I'm, I'm not going to fact-check him. He said in the, thing, the five years that he's been in the USL, he hadn't missed a penalty up to that point. He had a 100% record. Ball ball, yeah. So uh, the yeah, writing, when, he, when they won that penalty, I guess the writing was on the wall. But, you know, Ben had been doing his research by the sounds of it and they knew his tendencies and it, it almost snuck through. It almost, did. but credit to Ben. He almost, because he read it so well, he was a kind of ahead almost of the ball. Almost burst it. Yeah, yeah but gr- great save and you could just see the lift in the team from that, that moment. So that was a huge minute. Yeah, and, and throughout the game, you look at the as the runner play went, they had chances throughout, and you, you said it well, they came with an intensity and an intent on Saturday that I don't think I've seen from St. Louis. You could tell everything was on the line oh, last yeah. game, and it was odd, you can, just to say, just to kind of, a uh, bit of a tangent, but the atmosphere, particularly in the first 25 minutes in that game, felt like the traditional chance? full stadium atmosphere, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, we were loud, they were loud, there was a real intensity in the air, which was just fantastic. I was block
0: of uh, St. Luligan Yeah, showed up
1: too. yeah. Awesome. shout out and to they they them. So I was
0: so glad that they could come up and do that. Yeah, so uh, And they weren't quiet, so that was
1: cool. No, they did a great job. So their team really stepped up for them. And I think you're absolutely right. I think on the balance of play, did we shade it, maybe? But it was a close game, and I think 2 0 was probably generous to us. You know, we can go through each incident individually, but I think of the two, I think one of them was and one of them wasn't from the slow motion, bad angle USL footage I've seen. Um, So maybe one of those should have counted, but I think, I just think we shaded it and we had that little bit more quality. Lancaster's finish, you know, case in point, Um, and we probably just deserved it. And onwards and upwards we go. Six out of six, right? Six
3: out of six. It is unbelievable to think that we've been in the Eastern Conference Final all six of our years of existence. I mean, it's Crazy. an amazing feat, and are hosting it for the what the fourth year in a row, yep. which is amazing. I um, yeah, I, it was a tough, tough game. You know, they gave us everything we wanted and then some, and unfortunate not to get a goal. But you know, how many times have we seen it in our history where we've gotten chance after chance and not put one away and then gone down against a team and the whole game changes and then we're chasing the game, may or may not get back in it. We know, we saw last year how we were the comeback kids and got in it yeah. most of the time we did. But it's nice to see that it, it's winner's football when you. it's not the prettiest game in the world, but you take your chances and clinical in the final third, Cam, obviously the case in point, with an absolute beautiful goal. But, to, you know, to have that happen and then to see another team, you know, squander some a chance here or there and us be able to hang on and still eke out the win. I wouldn't say eke out. I think on balance we probably deserved it. Yeah. I, but I they, they gave us way more than than I was comfortable with. And, you know, I think we've got some things to improve upon against the Rowdies because we didn't look as sharp on the back line was was something that I thought. I thought we, we did let them get through yeah. and have more space than, than we're apt to and um, just to, uh, just let them maybe, maybe didn't press as much as we could have or as effectively as we could have yeah. to allow them to get in spaces that were dangerous because I... We we're not going to be able to give Tampa Bay that many chances, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And so, well,
1: how much do you uh, attribute that to shape? Because we know probably one of the key points in the game later in the game was the tactical shift we made on the format on the formation. I've mm-hmm. got a couple but of earlier in the yeah earlier in the game, I think the shape disparity was sometimes I think leading to them having that I, pressure. I think,
0: I think there are two points I'd like to make out on that front. Uh, one is. Uh, St. Louis has been – we have struggled to meet them from an intensity intensity standpoint, at least it feels like. That's not something you quantify. Uh, an intensity standpoint all season long, um, with the exception of the 3-5-2 game where we beat them 3-0. And this game they ratcheted up even a little bit more. And But this was the first time, I think, in the last few matches we played against them, the one result accepted, where we, where we matched it. Uh, I really thought that we handled that very well. The other thing that uh, St. Louis – really did in this match, which they would had done before, and you should you think they'd learned from Pittsburgh, but apparently didn't, they high-pressed the entire game, uh, trying to get us to turn the ball over. Three, four back.
1: guys up yeah. most of the time. Uh, yeah. Now,
0: Louisville City did a good job handling that by pulling, they, they pinched in the fullbacks on goal kicks, mm-hmm. so Oscar and uh, Pat would kind of come in a little bit more, which yeah. would just give us a bit of a new... Gave us more numbers in the midfield, so you weren't putting everything on Sean and Alexi, and then Speedy. If they're he's going to try to send it straight up, so basically gave Ben a whole. He didn't. He had an okay game distribution wise, but he he wasn't going to be screwed if he if he missed. Yeah, because we had that many more people tucking in centrally, where we could win if we didn't win the first ball, we could win the second ball, and that worked out a lot in our favor, a whole bunch. And St. Louis never really adjusted to it. Eventually, I think Pat kind of started getting tired, and we and they had Cicerone on him, and that's just that's a large assignment for anybody. So I liked yeah. the switch to three-five-two, and that just made the new mm-hmm. numbers a uh, problem for St. Louis on again on goal kicks, uh, or or things out of our own box that much more difficult. Yeah. So I think that was a really smart way to handle it. Did we, you know, and then the rest of the game, St. We 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 wanted we wanted to be on the wing. St. Louis wanted us to be in the middle of the park, mm-hmm. and we really did a good job. And this it exemplified by the first goal. We had a couple of chances that way, where Oscar Antoine crossed to the back post, or Oscar Antoine cro- crossed, this, crossed the crossed uh, the you know the, the penalty spot. It worked out really well, I thought, and that's that's the reason Cam scored. How in the world do you leave him alone in the back post? I don't know, but that's because you Brian had pinched in great run. and ran yeah. to the near post, yeah, great and, run. You, and Antoine put a it was a great ball. They, I don't know how he got that much space. It was a nice move for him to do that. And St. Louis is just too slow to react. I mean, that, you know, game-winning goal, game-winning play, uh, and, yeah, you know, fortunately, didn't the, need anything else. Yeah, it's, it's We did that
1: all night. Yeah, and that goal just to speak to it. Is if maybe we can go through a few of the key instances in the game. but sure. That goal itself, to your point, it's uh, it's attacking shape one hundred and one. Right, it's attacking the box, having somebody make the near post run, take the defenders away. The other striker, they're moving to the back post, wide open. And what you know, we were talking about the presence of mind from Cam, knowing the time he had, he had having so the confidence time. in his first touch chest without even letting it bounce in the corner of the goal that kind of technique and ability is is not easy at all no. he made it look easy what he did was not easy most of us are either taking a swing at it we're trying to duck down and head it first Shoulder time i goal. would have tried or, to head it on goal it would have gone straight yeah. to the keeper oh we it. Punch it in with your left hand <laughs> <laughs> so credit to him and you've seen strikers at the usl level Missing these more often than not, so credit to him. Fantastic movement, great goal. To so know he had effort. that time and the space to be able to just
3: and take. It felt like time I mean, stood still
2: during that. I, I mean, like, as no cool way he's as you like, right? As they long. say, yeah, yeah. as
1: cool as calm as you like. So is that seven seven on the bounce for Cam, right? Is that
0: correct? yeah, seven goals straight. Mm-hmm.
1: Unbelievable, unreal.
3: I think and you then, made a really good point, Taylor, on the on the uh, Monday morning centre back, or what, is it the Monday morning centre back? Monday most of the time, yes. But the, the second goal with Luke and Adewale battling for that goal, basically a 50-50 ball, hard fought, and it bounced our way. Yeah. And it's like sort of a microcosm for the game because I think the game was that nip and tuck and that hard fought. And thankfully, the balls bounced our way that game, you know. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, credit – we should credit the defense on those offsides. I, I know, Robbie, you, you watch the replays. I mean, we can't tell anything from those broadcast no, replays. We don't have. You just yeah, can't tell any. Tell. I mean, those guys could have been two, three feet offsides and you can't see yeah. it. Yeah,
1: Especially when you look at the what you might call the, the um, width of Sadio Mani's arm hair rule from this weekend. <laughs> if they are, if you look at the replays, and I slowed them down as best I could, on the goal right after Cam scored, we, we got a bit pretty lucky there. It looked in the old school world as level. But it did appear that most of the St. Louis guys might have been a half shoulder ahead from a bad angle again. So that was the one where I thought, ah, benefit of the doubt, probably should go to St. Louis on that one. Um, but imagine a different game again. They scored right back, get right back in it, yeah. 1-1. So we got to be honest with ourselves, that helped us. But then again, what, a few minutes later, clear foul on OMB, clean through on goal. Without a doubt, red card in, in any... Situation. Right. Sure, we haven't
0: gotten a penalty this year. We haven't. We, we not one. one penalty. And, not one
1: penalty. And no. I'll be honest. I, I'm. I, I can be critical of officials sometimes. I've tried not to be so much this year. But he had a tough game. The, the first thirty, us. in particular, yeah. they looked out of their depth. Every call was questioned. Every call looked a little off. Maybe in the second half they got a little bit under control, I but that first I stopped yelling thirty at as much
2: at that point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that first thirty was bad. So, in, you know, if results go a different way and we don't win that game, we'd certainly been pointing to that. And and I will say I think Brian was a little bit lucky himself because he had a, a very um, what's the word colorful challenge a few minutes later of his own, which He's was good for a few clearly minutes. it a was payback. definitely a, definitely a payback. Call. Yeah, yeah so he gets a slightly less uh, out of his depth referee. He might have been in a lot more trouble there. So. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, just incident packed. That first 30 of the game was unbelievable.
0: Let's, uh, let me bring up a few things that I wanted to now that we've kind of digested a little bit. Like I said, it you know, win the game, didn't get didn't another clean sheet, which is great to see. But, and, you know, a couple things we did well. You know, we outpossessed them. Uh, not a ton of passes, but more than 400, uh, which is pretty good. But uh, St. Louis, 17 shots, 10 on target. You mm-hmm. know, thirteen chances created. Three big chances. That's as many big chances as we've given up in months. Yeah, one wow. on one
1: with Lund. Blackwood probably yeah. should have yeah, uh, no, Wal- scored. No, scored. Yeah, probably should have scored. No, Wharton, sorry. Thir- should have scored. Yeah, Wharton got Walton, in behind yeah. in the second yeah. half. Thirteen
0: shots inside the box. Uh you know, and like I said, Loon has to make nine, ten saves, something like that. So, you know, they they gave it everything they had. Uh and frankly, when you put just from a big numbers perspective, when you put up that many shots and put that many on target Statistics would would tend to say that you should have scored at least one, yeah. Uh, and you know, unlucky for them. And like I said, it, it's down to some some really great uh, goal line heroics. from. Yeah. we had a couple. D- we we had another one. I, I seem to remember being cleared off the line too. Yeah, Oscar. Uh, that yeah, Oscar. Yeah. Following another one. good Ben save. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah, tough. Uh, so awesome. And then awesome a minute
1: stuff. later, there's the second disallowed goal. So they yeah. had the. Off the line, then the second disallowed goal, which for me, on the again, on the pause, that looked to me offside. looked like Walfall was mm-hmm. a, Tosh was our last man right on the edge right. of the box. Walfall looked a good half step ahead. So there were no complaints from St. Louis, which for me That's kind of said a That's a fun new
0: trick that these guys have kind of added to their arsenal lately, these yeah. high offside lines. Yeah. We're holding they, our line have been doing really it well. all season. Yeah. yeah, uh, But what? a lot more, even more so recently. And, and you know, again, St. Louis, yeah. for whatever reason, we catch that more than most things do you, you all teams. think
3: that St. Louis was able to create so much offensively? Because we've really seen – the defense, I feel like, lockdown teams. I mean, we talked about it last week. Pittsburgh didn't didn't really feel like they were going to get one, um, and then I think the defense has been extremely stout throughout this this unbeaten streak we've yeah. had. But it does seem like, for whatever reason, St. Louis was finding ways to open this up, and which it, you yeah. know, which if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm watching the video and. I'm worried about, you know, you talk about Cicerone creating on on the wing for St. Louis. Tampa Bay comes in with some guys
0: Malik Johnson, Wenzotti, yeah. Malik
3: Johnson, Leo Fernandez that I think are going to cause, you know, cause the same type of issues with Oscar and Pat. Um, you know, so I don't know if yeah. there if it was any one thing St. Louis was doing or if it was uh, maybe maybe we weren't as sharp as I said earlier it, on the defensive
1: side of the ball, but mm-hmm. just interested in your thoughts on that. Felt like a bit of a numbers game at times. They had a lot of overlapping runs in the final third, they where they really just direct, had men dude. up. They were being,
0: they, I thought they yeah. were being really direct, and they would yeah. they would send everybody. Yeah, because uh, again, they had nothing to lose. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to lose. I mean, they, you know, they yeah. you had to take risks. They took a ton of risks. Uh, this, they treated this game as exactly what it was for them—a game that they had to win to survive. There is no next season for them. Right. Um, you know I don't know just that the other, sheer
3: intensity of it it, yeah. w- it, it it is difficult to defend you're right
0: that's that's kind of the way I, I mean I understand I, I think there are fair points to be made and I'm sure it's nice to win a game and have plenty of things to yell about on Monday uh and I you know that's a good that's what co- most coaches like to be like like the position they like to be in uh and so you know I think that I feel better frankly playing against Tampa Bay than I did these last two games though I really do I, you know they're yes, they're talented. They've always got some good players. They've always got some speed, uh, but they're probably the most frail defensive team that we'll have played in these playoffs. Uh, which has got to be good for us. I, it'll be a good matchup, and we, I haven't, frankly, hardly
1: done any research on that. And I believe yeah, that's a I,
3: I don't know if we want to transition to the preview uh, at
1: all. Are there any more takeaways? I from just the, had one more. I was yeah. like, it's a shame that Pat got altitude sickness as he got so high up the field. He had the uh, <laughs> the little toe poke there that he we did. thought he, he was going to low before the half. And, and so we talk about tough. great
0: chances. That uh, was tough. He was killing himself for that season. Oh, we,
3: I'm and sure. We really haven't talked about our chances because we did um corbin had a couple great chances i thought and i think um and of course antoine had that shot mm-hmm. on that re- on patch rebound that could have easily been um you know yeah been a goal for us. And so it, w- it wasn't that we didn't have our own chances yeah to um I-, I think we got it we've talked about ben obviously you know he matches the playoff record for saves 10 10 saves in the game i think I don't want he's, to see that ever again. Though. I mean, he's <laughs> he's one. He's got the most shutouts in the league yep. this season. Yep. I mean, what what else can you say about the guy? And then and then has a game like that um, when we need it most. But I think the other highlights for me were Antoine. Of course, um, we've talked about Cam, but Antoine was causing them fits as he's want to do always. I mean, he sets up the first one with that beautiful beautiful cross, and then it's his work on the end line on the second goal that draws the foul, yeah. where he's schooled two St. Louis defenders just out of nowhere mm-hmm. um in the corner over there. And somehow, you know, that's the farthest from our seats, Robbie. And, and, he, and we see him go in there, and we and, and we can't see him behind the trees, <laughs> the St. Louis trees. And somehow he comes out of there with the ball. And we're like, every time, I'm just amazed
0: by it. That was right in front of us, and it was pretty sweet. It, was, it wasn't NAPO against – uh, he megs Fink, was, didn't he? Case,
1: yeah, yeah. He
3: so did. he megs Fink to get – after he's already dummied uh, the other guy that was defending him at first. And he, he's just – he's on a terrific run of form.
1: Yeah.
3: And um, –
1: a tri- terrific delivery as well, let's be oh, honest, yeah. on the free kick yeah. as well. Just put it in the danger area there for us to attack, kept it away from the goalkeeper, which yeah. sometimes when you're that close on the byline, it's hard to get a good delivery.
0: And Morton played a pretty good game too. I mean, yeah. hats out. He, I thought he did really well, but yeah, tough. My
3: other highlight was uh, I thought just if we, if we talk about standout performances, I thought Corbin Bone did really well in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. just, just creative with the ball, uh, always is making the right touch of the right pass. Um, and I thought opened himself up for a couple really good chances and on another day hopefully he scores a couple of those yeah um.
0: I think this next game coming up and I like I said I, I don't mean to brush brush on through but I think this was one where we'll have a pretty good advantage in the midfield uh, Corbin's been Corbin has had a really good you know last two months three months Uh Paolo was a little bit more anonymous in this game, I kind of felt like, Uh, but I I think that was just a function of, again, a numerical disadvantage, like, we didn't, we just didn't really use the midfield very much in this game.
1: Well, and then Speedy was on that yellow card fairly early, which put him probably a little bit on the back foot, so uh, probably maybe didn't help us with respect to controlling that middle of the field, but he did well, really, to play through that and still stayed aggressive, stayed, you know, stayed involved, but just maybe not quite his normal self, but... But yeah, not, not much more to say, really. I guess my only final wrap-up thought on St. Louis, two maybe two thoughts on St. Louis. One, we really solidified that we own the cup. It's ours. You know, we own it forever.
0: I mean, it wasn't up for grabs anyway. So, but, yeah. but
1: this just, just proved the point and yeah. put the exclamation point on. But uh, secondly, I was just thinking through their squad and, you know, you feel for their players now as they try and find new clubs. And I was just in my head looking through. We talked a little bit about this already, but kind of a wish list. I was looking at their players. And just from an attacking perspective, I think Blackwood, the more I've seen him, the more he's grown on me. Um, I think he's a guy that could probably help us if, if we had openings. And we've talked about Cicerone before and Fall. There are three guys on their team, attacking wise, that I think could complement our squad. Maybe not necessarily start for us, but guys that uh, wouldn't be sad to see them find a home with us. Anyone else that you guys have seen from their team that you that you liked? Or? I think th-
0: those would cover it. I, I think, you know, Fancavita is, is who the Lilligans would say is their favorite player, player of the season for them. Uh, and so, you know, not, and I think Pierce G is a pretty good player.
1: I was going to say G, and I, I do like G. They were pretty stacked at fullback. Yeah. So not really an area of need. But, you know, wall there's a physical presence mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. We wouldn't hurt us to have someone with his kind of, uh, you know, physical skills, very strong on the ball, very difficult to get by, so good speed. He's one that I do kind of uh, like as well. He was unlucky too, we got to say, with that header from 20 yards out, yeah. hitting the crossbar. But, uh I think Ben would have kicked himself if that one had gone in. For sure. Anyway.
0: All right, let's talk Tampa. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals, their first appearance since joining the league, I think, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Good for them. Finally, not uh, being a playoff dud. This is their uh, – when Tampa's historically just melts for whatever reason in the postseason. We beat
1: them last year, right, 2-1?
0: Yes. That was a fun game. That was the rain game. Holy cow, that game was insane. Yeah. Um, We
3: went up – we scored like back-to-back goals in like five minutes. Yeah. If I recall –
0: yeah. I, th- I think they were speedy goals. No, I, can't, I think I can't it was Magnus. Them, but... um,
3: Magnus got one, I believe. I don't know. They looked exactly alike. Um, we came They down- were the same. I forgot
0: about that. Yeah. Um, Identical.
3: No, they were on a play. They were on a play. And.
0: It yeah. was um, both of them were from the left and the balls in. I mean, it was e- they were easy. Both of them it was the same goal. You're right, same play.
3: It was like the exact same. It, it felt like the same goal. and I thought Magnus got the first. I can't remember the second one, but um, yeah, I yeah and then they right. scored late, I think, to make it
1: two one. But it make wasn't a game of it. Yeah, yeah. So they got revenge mission on their mind as well. I'm sure many of the probably. Players. I think yeah.
0: they accomplished most of their revenge mission by finally beating Charleston. I think for the first mm-hmm. time all season. Uh, last Saturday, right. which was su- a surprising result to me, frankly. I mean I, I kind of expected Charleston to come out and win that game. It looked
1: like a nip and tuck game from the highlights. Yeah. Wasn't much in it, not many chances, just a few. I think statistically there were scored. a few. Lucky again and that was a great Two games header. In a row. we talked about his his heading ability last week, which is obvious, but what a header. Like he really attacked it and again it's he get he does that. He gets between the defenders, yeah. takes the the pace of the ball and then he just snaps that in there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oof.
3: He's really good at doing Great that. Goal. I mean, two games in a row.
1: He got one like that against us last year, but across from the other side. Yeah, yeah.
3: I remember that. That's yeah. when they came back to tie it two to two. Yeah. in that yeah, game right. we were up. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, okay, so I, you know, I don't think it won't be a tough game, but I, I this, I I fear them less than I feared our last two opponents. I think
3: offensively they've struggled. Um, I mean the fact that, I think defensively they struggle well frankly. the fact that they that lucky's come in and and had the game winner for both on both of their playoff games so far and late on too I mean he's coming in yeah um, and, and it shows you that they're lacking some some real threat I think in that number nine position um, Juan Tejada, I guess is who is sharing good time player. with lucky but, but he' play many
1: goals this year he's right. got about like three goals this year. It's so the ca- uh, the captain. I'm sorry, I forget his name. I think's their leading scorer with like nine goals. Um, it's not ca- I can't. Is it Sebastian
3: Gonzari? Yeah, Gonzari. Yeah, yes. Gunzotti, so, yeah, yeah. Who who's a great player and 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 we talked about the other kind of the guys that gave us fits last year. Like Malik Johnson is coming off was coming off the bench last game as well. Yeah. Um, but I know he was one that we were really worried about last season.
0: And then he didn't um, play, which was kind of fortunate for us. But you know malik johnson is back he's healthy uh and the leo you know, fernandez Leo also. fernandez Gonzati uh Tejada. they've got a bunch of attacking pieces uh that are that are Forrest strong
1: lasso at the back too oh yeah old friend yeah and, you know great player right. i think we can all love to hate him but he is a good no, center he is very good in yeah. the yeah. usl I was sad yeah. to
0: see him go there and not somewhere else yeah um so i think it'll be an entertaining game i think this will be the a a game against a team that wants to go out and try and take initiative and score goals. Not that the other, not that St. Louis or Pittsburgh didn't, but you know, their game, their game plan, I think was a little bit less front foot oriented necessarily. uh, than than what I think Tampa is going to want to try and do, which we've been able to exploit in the past. Yeah. That's a good thing.
1: It it looked from the web, from the USL at least claiming Tampa plays a three, five, two as well. Correct. So which is
0: that's fun. We got plenty of experience playing yeah, that. Yeah. So we just Indie, got used to that. St. Louis, yeah. yeah. So uh, to an extent, Pittsburgh. So yeah, it's not something that we don't understand how that system works. Yeah. Uh, I think that it'll be another game where we we just have to be smart about what happens in transition, yeah. uh, and you know, We've I think a- I think that our the, the way we're going to find some joy is is between the channels, uh, with hope no, and cam probably be to some extent depending on where you know they'll probably switch back and forth if i had to guess uh but yeah I, you know they've they've been getting good service for, especially from the left all season pat's a little bit less inclined to do that but that's not necessarily yeah. what he's asked to do uh, uh and i what i do want to see you know hope uh Soso got a lot more playing time the last game i am interested to see if if he gets a little bit more prominent role in this one just to keep things kind of square on the defence. And he did well when he came on. He did, he did. He a great looked job. very
1: dangerous, had a lot of energy, didn't look like he'd missed a beat. No, yeah. So I think that combination of those two is an incredible energy boost on that if they both continue to play kind of the right wing uh, kind of role. Yeah. You know, you take Ombi off, you think, "Oh, I'm going to get a break now." Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No no <laughs> chance. I've been opposite no. of a break. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think probably from a lineup perspective it'd be hard to see us making any significant change. We've been pretty consistent. I think we keep the same lineup. We've been scoring, we've talked about it a lot of early goals. I think, I think uh, Mike like Watts on the up. air talked about it too, yeah. how many times we have. So yeah. we can keep that up, keep the starting lineup in. What I'd like to do is make sure we're not within one goal when Lucky comes on, because uh, we know he's going to score a header. And so yeah. let's just make sure we're up 3 0 at that yeah. point. There's so is still a vocal
0: segment of our fan base that is still angry about that trade. I don't think you can uh, complain. Think then, and think that Lucky no. got hard done, and I, you know, but Antoine's their opinion. been. Yeah, I I don't agree, but yeah,
1: that's it, it's okay, it's fine. it has been a starter for like the whole time basically. Yeah, he's doing great.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, he's had
3: he's had two really good seasons and
1: I, yeah, I think it
3: gives us
0: what we needed on that side of the field for sure.
3: Yeah, it's just a different type of a player that that gave us a little bit more of what we needed and and obviously Lucky settled in at Tampa Bay. So it so, it's sort of good for both teams, I think, cuz Antoine yeah. wasn't seeing the field at Tampa Bay for yeah. whatever reason. So uh, it's interesting what both of them, you know, what do they bring to the table in terms of their experience with the opposing side in terms of preparation? And, you know, think. that's kind of interesting. Somewhat helpful, yeah. Um, that they both have an insider's perspective to draw upon yeah. in, pr- in preparing this week. But I don't. Think- obviously we got to get a man on lucky. I mean, if he's in the game, yeah. get somebody on his hip. I mean, we don't want to do, be zonal marking on a free kick. I don't think if if Lucky's going after the ball with with his uh, heading prowess. The crazy you know, thing is, like
1: five nine, isn't he? He's not even tall. <laughs> that's what is insane about this. Well, you know, it's he's, like we're talking I, about Peter Crouch here. It's he like, was, I
0: don't think he was a good <laughs> no. fit here because we just ask our strikers to do different things. Yeah, but he's so good at slipping into spaces on runs. But if he, he was not a hold up player, he's not the type of dude you necessarily want to be serving the ball. And that's kind of what, we, we weren't asking him to do what necessarily fit his mm-hmm. skill set. Uh, and I think that's really the the. Yeah. the the so, best way i can break that down
1: so i think we all feel pretty good about the game uh so it's good to hear so that means we're definitely definitely, definitely going weekend <laughs> no. <laughs> no but you know again i think the crowd can bring a lot to the game this weekend they're not they've had some fans at their games which is good but you know i feel like we have a real advantage here that we need to take, adv- advan- ad- take advantage of and then maybe a, i don't know if this is a good transition or not but everything to play for here given that earlier in the week i was fuming ready for the pod ready to go ballistic yeah but now that's been taken off the table because the uh, announcement yeah. that we're actually going to be let's, hosting let's
0: briefly uh phoenix survives on penalty kicks against uh who was it new Mexico? no el paso beat new mexico phoenix survived against um who,
1: who drawing cares? a blank myself um, uh
0: doesn't matter some team out west but it was penalties uh reno reno who i expect you know that was that's actually a pretty exciting uh last few minutes of that game like the extra time period was really fun um over time etc yeah both both western conference games go to penalties uh and then the you know we phoenix if you just look at the rules and ignore all context uh, actually has a tiebreaker over anybody who from the east because they had 35 points but had a massive 28, goal difference. 29 goal yeah, difference 29 thing? goal yeah. difference or something crazy like that and that to their credit uh comes out of a very good group out west with four really good teams in it uh, that they happen to win um three of those goals are courtesy of a forfeit from san diego which we've already kind of digested before and three of those points come from that same game so you know did they come by all you know those 35 points uh, legitimately i would argue no uh but the league earlier in the week said well because this is the rules and this these are the points then you know if, if phoenix makes it to the final they get to host fortunately uh the ownership at phoenix did the right thing yesterday i think uh late in the afternoon and tweeted mm-hmm. out and said we're yep. gonna relinquish our right to host it uh we just don't think that it would be the fair or yeah. sporting thing to do and i very much appreciate that however i don't know if y'all caught this rick chance is uh gonna return as head I coach could see that, Yep. um you know it I Maybe. have I have feelings about that that I'm not going to dive well, into. This isn't that kind of podcast. I find it, you know, I I I have a hard time getting from the things that he said to Landon Donovan on the field after that San Diego game to he's cured of whatever it is uh within the span of 3 weeks. Yeah. I don't I'm sure there's some gray area, sure. but it was a like, that's tough to swallow.
1: Well, there are two things at play there, right? The first being the hosting rights. You know, as you know, I was furious in the the week when I realized the fact that the only reason they're ahead of us on points were the the points awarded to them. And so it is great to see that they've done that. And it it goes... At least a little ways to show they're taking it no, seriously. They, they should
0: be commended for doing the right thing. Yeah,
1: so good good for them. I don't know how much of it. Uh, Twitter is a very loud place for a very minority of voices, but I know there was outrage on it. You don't say. And they probably heard that too. But good on them. I would like to think if we ever get ourselves in any kind of situation that we'll behave the same way and, and, and um, the classy and the right way to do things yeah. after a bad situation. On the, the coach situation, what I will say is I believe the reason they've cited is that he had a direct communications with the player who was abused and the player himself had actually I'm, – I'm, apologies, I'm drawing a blank on his name right Colin now. Colin Martin. Yeah, yeah, Colin. Um, had actually advocated for him to be given a chance to come mm, back. Okay. So. In this case, I'm not, maybe not as um, fan man. Up in Sorry, arms there's a couple it. of
0: fan men on <laughs> flying just to, I don't know how many quarters of a mile to Not there. a
1: visual medium, Taylor. No, it's not. The <laughs>
0: north of this, but it's very cool. Dudes in, uh, in, in parachutes and with fans. It's amazing. Anyway, but all in all, continue.
1: obviously, a good, good, you know, from Phoenix's perspective, you know, they've given up home field, but it's good to have their head coach back, I'm sure gives them probably a. A pretty strong fighting chance to be the team that visits either us or Tampa in the final.
0: I'm all I'm all I'll board the uh, El Paso locomotive train, if you will. <laughs> the train train. Choo choo motherfucker. Um But uh yeah, I, I don't really want to talk much else about that. Uh the good news is if assuming we survive, uh this coming Saturday, we get to host our fourth final in a row, which would be amazing. And maybe we won't. Maybe we'll lose. Uh but it's nice to know that it, the possibility exists and Lynn family stadium will get to host a game. Yep. It's still going to suck that it can't be full, but I think all things considered, I mean, the the chance to play championship match in that mm-hmm. in that stadium, which is I'm sure the league is ecstatic about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing to see it at Isle Lang, even though it taking my fandom completely out of it, because uh, that's a fun place to watch a game. Um, yeah. But that's, I think that's all good stuff. So, uh, that's all I really want to talk about as far as Phoenix is concerned. Uh, let's switch gears entirely and talk about uh, some big NWSL news that dropped this, what, last week, I guess, after we recorded. Uh, we have a date for the expansion draft. Uh, November 12th is the date that sticks out. Uh, there's a bunch of things that are going to happen before that that we have zero control over in terms of uh, clubs submitting their protected uh, lit player lists and how you know, what contracts are even available. Um, I don't think that we should expect necessarily a whole lot of fireworks out of it because the you know the best players are going to get protected. And there's a whole <laughs> bunch of people playing over in England right now, et cetera. Uh, but it, we'll finally have players to look at, talk about, see where we think Christy Hawley might be heading. Um, so that's a few weeks away. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, but uh, big news in, NBA, in NBSL. Uh, the other one is uh, the – los angeles entrant into the league which i think is coming in the same no they're coming in the season after uh angel city fc cool name great excited for them i think there's gonna be a triangle involved that's all i can really okay you think so patrick thinks that may not be staying <laughs> oh trouble with the triangle uh i was you know the the trot what is the thing from uh from legend of zelda i don't know that was <laughs> getting way thing out of my comfort my
1: zone here <laughs> but anyway
0: i i don't have opinions on it i just saw it uh so anyway, that's my NWS, NWSL minute. We need to make it an NWSL hour at some point. Uh, really want to spend some time talking about that. Is, and I think an opportune time to do it will be uh, a after our season's over and we've kind of gone through our roster and what we think. Phil Durbin is gonna. I'm gonna make him come to a recording, and then we can talk uh, NWSL is immediately after that. So keep your keep your ears out and eyes out, guys.
3: One question I have, Taylor, is I don't know if you all know this, but when it says expansion draft, right? So are we the only expansion team?
0: We are for 2021.
3: So does that mean that we're the only team drafting? Yes. Yes. Okay, so then we just we draft like we just give a s- list of players that are ours
0: or well, yeah, I think you can only take so many, but
1: yeah.
3: So there's no like Back and you forth, think, or taking turns. I mean, we just pick our we pick
1: our squad basically. The best of I think we get an WWE. order of wings in. <laughs> you have a big draft board with <laughs> stickers, I, just I like your fantasy football draft. I don't think you draft. Can't <laughs> like deplete
0: a club's entire roster. I think you're limited to the number of players you can pick from each club. Uh, but Heller's only eight, right? We'll so, take
1: the North Carolina team, please. Yeah, no. <laughs> That'd be fun, but yeah,
0: Sam Uys, come 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 on, come on over. Uh, she will definitely be protected. There's no question about that. Shea Groom, Christy Mewis, she's fun. She drinks beers. Um, yeah. Yeah, Patrick mentions open tryouts. I'm not sure how common that is in NWSL necessarily. Uh, I think the player market in that league is a little bit more mature. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you know, it might be something we just do. I mean, I'm excited to see uh, if we get uh, somebody from. Uh, Louisville, U of L. I mean, Kentucky's. Erin uh, Gilliland again would be someone I would love to have. She's got a new last name now; she's married. But she was Erin Gilliland at UK. Uh, plays for Reds. Plays, or at least was under contract for Red Stars, uh, and sh- she's awesome. Uh, she was amazing in college and has, hasn't done anything to dent her reputation, as far as I know. Uh, but that is as far as uh, I'm willing to go on that subject because I'm not as well read on it as I probably should be.
1: Agree. I'm Robbie's saying. got a
0: whole bunch of stuff. No, in well, you
3: got to think at some like next season. I'm sure there's going to be a racing Louisville devoted podcast, right? I mean, it may not be our place at, for Barrel proof to. Eh, why not? To well, we'd have to do a separate. We'd have to do something separate. But I'm assuming well,
0: Patrick's got machines. He's got a wife who's big into this stuff. Somebody, Randa's Brianna, got lots of podcasting <laughs> experience. One of
3: our content creators is going to have.
0: Uh, you're looking at the content creator, <laughs> so that's going to be a <laughs> real
3: stretch for me. <laughs>
2: So, yeah. I hear you talking no, about You, uh, you, you, know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes, I mean,
1: we there's going to be some We've all got to realize our limitations sometimes and yeah. I barely know anything about men's soccer. So. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's
0: probably going to
1: not have three white dudes talking about everything all yeah, the time. So,
0: yeah. So, uh, I I'm, I'm with you on that. I I am excited to uh expand the Cooper's podcast universe,
1: such as it is. I'm excited to go to the I'll be honest with you. I'm excited about going to the games uh, as somebody with a young daughter. I got my season tickets. I can't wait. About that. Yeah, We're me trying too. to figure out which ones we're going to get at the moment, but we're definitely getting them as a family as well. So I'm interested it's to because see,
0: see, the scheduling is going to be fun for me. A lot of NWSL games seem like they take place on Sundays uh, just because so many of them share stadiums. Uh, and there's, you know, if we play on a Saturday, if Louisville City plays on a Saturday night, I'd have to assume – that the NWSL game would probably be ha, have to be on a Sunday, that makes for a fun weekend. Um, so, I I think that's an interesting thing to, yeah. to think of. Uh, and then you know that with the stadium, the sun, and all other fun, those other fun mm-hmm. angles that you have to. Con- and hopefully with. by
1: but then it'll be more normal. So fingers crossed. I'm not. holding hold yeah. my breath, but be nice to get some tailgating going for the. I don't know. It's
2: the, 2020. Uh, anything could happen. Like, <laughs> you know the heat death of the universe. I might hope occur we can get back
1: to tailgating and march yeah. to the
3: match and all the. All the uh, and everything and
1: festivities, yeah. Yeah,
3: and, uh, and our, you know, our pregame designated spot, I think, for the Coopers is the 1020 Brewery, which just opened yeah, like this week opened. or last I'm week. I'm excited about that. I gotta go visit. Uh, which it looks like a beautiful facility uh, right, over be. there, Yeah, um, which is mm-hmm. gonna be a lot of fun. So,
0: I have yet to go in that place, have yet to drink, well, it's just open, but I have yet to have any of their beers or anything like that. But that's cool. Excited about that. Yeah, they were a big Cooper sponsor. Shout out to 1020 and thanks for all their support so far. And uh, if you haven't, uh, because of course you haven't, it just opened. Visited the brewery yet? You should high the and get there.
3: Well, in the beer garden, it's the 1020 beer garden at the stadium, right? Right. But it's not. I don't feel like it's it's not really a beer garden yet. You know, with like twelve craft local taps, which kind of dovetails into something Robbie wanted to talk about, which was (laughs) the the just uh brain buster of a question that stumped him last week
2: oh yeah, yeah. i was sitting yeah. there yeah. you know i had yeah. to miss
3: last week well, or i revisit, missed that part let's of it
2: revisit
1: well the, the I, le- I left right. i, left I the was pod. screaming
3: into the car like <laughs> just name a damn restaurant that so you want in see, the stadium
2: i can't, I can't
1: yeah for a no research I podcast i got stumped because <laughs> i kept worrying if the restaurants were actually truly local so I did some research this week. It, this bothered me. It really did bother me. I couldn't answer the question because I like to eat, as anyone who's seen me can attest. Pro-face, so, uh, up in,
3: and stu- stumped Robbie and kept him busy <laughs> all week thinking about this.
1: So the local options I would have liked to see, seen or would like to see in future in the stadium, in no particular order, Royals hot chicken. I'd love to see a Royal yep, stand in there, yep. get some hot chicken. Yep, Taco like Luchador, chicken. another favorite of mine.
3: My vote was tacos. Tacos uh, of any is from that in the stadium
1: for real? Mexa, Taco it's Luchador. Not, it oh, be. you guys are saying things that should, should be, be. I'm yeah, yeah. things that are actually there. Yeah. No, I know. And it's, finally, yeah, my final entry, Mama's Barbecue. Love it's the good. Mama's Wings. Yeah. So they're three locals, which if we could I'm have a even guy, a so. truck, even a food truck on the concourse, doesn't have to be in the Butcher Town Grill or, or wherever. Uh, so they're my three. And I will say as well, we've talked about beer. I'd love to see a community rotating beer stand where you get all the local breweries to have their moment Mm -hmm. in the sun at each game I don't I know and before anyone says I know there are contractual reasons and vendors and things that go on to make it not happen don't really care would love to see some local food and drink in the stadium Ty you've got such a strong
3: opinion Let's yeah, hear, let's hear you know, it.
1: Ty. No, I
3: agree. No. I, my my boat was tacos of of the local variety whether it's taco luchador or I like Mexico state state tacos or
2: Mex
0: Mexico's good, yeah.
3: Uh, what are the other what are other taco joints? Taco chose um, I mean honestly taco the Chosa, ones that yeah. I like
0: best are, are the ones that you know are definitely not franchises. Uh there's a I work in Shelbyville and there are two amazing places that that have taco joints there that I would recommend to anybody. Uh, but uh you know
1: so anyway, I've like, got Libby that Spockers. off my chest now. Yeah. <laughs> Felt very bad last week, so hopefully. Well,
0: let's let's dig in uh, to a couple of these Ask Barrel Proof questions. We have because we have a couple. Oh. Uh, the first one, which I'm going, I've already responded to, uh, but I'll, I'll read it and, and but save your responses for another time. Uh, <laughs> is from our good friend Brandon at Condra B on Twitter, uh, who asks, hoping that's a question you all don't already cover. But what player are you most worried about having to replace next season? That is a end of season question if I'm being honest and I told him as much he wasn't happy with me but well I, I, we're still playing right now so I'm not going to worry about who's leaving who's coming what holes we right. until until that's a, a, until we have to and
3: it's hard to think about any players that we would want either because I feel like I mean, at every position <laughs> <laughs> was it other than Messi yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's all right he's problematic right now he's always causing just, problems in the changing room
3: I don't I don't look around the league and see anybody that I would replacing our starting well, you lineup, don't, you, don't you know,
1: necessarily. Ty's got his purple colored glasses that's on. too. right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get to the questions that
0: I want to answer. Uh, the first one is from our good friend, Ben of vamosmorados.com Vamos, Uh, who asks, what do you think of Tampa Bay Rowdy's strength of schedule? Uh, I think Charleston was tough.
3: They had what? Miami and, um, Atlanta and Atlanta. Yeah. Miami so, was
0: absolute dumpster fire for most. And of the course, season. Atlanta wasn't, Atlanta was not good. I'm surprised they're staying in the league next year. Uh, we haven't really talked about Oh, we did talk about that last week. Uh, but, yeah, you know. So, long story short, not great, but Charleston is a good team. Tough out. It's a legitimate question, though. I mean, Pittsburgh, who were their, who Pittsburgh were their seemed to suffer from not playing anybody. I'm just trying to look here who
1: their non-conference schedule was. I don't they know. they played anyone of note. If so. I had to guess,
0: I'd say some Carolina teams. Yeah. But, that would be as far I'm as I would be willing to go. I, th- yeah. I feel like they played one West We Coast know
1: they, had, they did not have the strength of schedule that we had. No, no. We can say that. No. Not tested like us or, or, frankly, Phoenix.
0: So, long story short, not impressed. Hashtag not impressed. Michaela Maroney <laughs> is not impressed. Okay. Uh, next one is Anthony Leonard at Lennart on Twitter, uh, asks, So we had a PK called, but for the other team, do you think we would go this whole season without a penalty kick being awarded for Louisville City, and why or why not? I think it's a legitimate possibility because, unfortunately, Cam and Brian in particular have reputations as being a bit embellishy. Uh, and, you know, I think Brian really did get pulled down that last game. He did definitely put some mustard on his performance following said contact. But, you know, yeah. I think I, – unfortunately, those guys have reputations and I don't think they're going to – I don't think we're going to get one.
1: Yeah, no, I, I- – it's tough because I mean, it,
0: it would have to be a literally sawing of a leg before we can. <laughs> we finally, should we
3: should have had a couple. I know there was a handball. Oh yeah. That in that Pittsburgh yes, game, I yes. think like there was a yep.
0: you know clear hand. It,
3: it's it's tough, but it but it is very interesting that we haven't had any yet. Yeah. And if uh, you which look makes at, me let's, think let's maybe maybe, maybe the, one's the, coming. The, you know. Yeah. Well, the,
0: that's really let's really give that section of USL Reddit slash Twitter who loves to just think that there's a script that has us once again getting the finals of this new stadium. Blah 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 blah. Uh, is, is
1: that really out there?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh. they think that, that the league just loves jealousy's Little City. just, yeah, Jealousy is just so ugly. All these people that live here and care about us. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. it, it's, it's been no quite one, the no opposite. If,
3: if you ask me, we we were – Oh, baby Smith wins. I think league. we won and, won and had – The history of our winning and our championships has been – I believe in spite of a lot of league sentiment, especially because we had Slugger. Yeah. Let's know, talk about had, that. You know,
1: Seriously, how many years were people saying, the only reason you win is because of Slugger, the only reason you win the playoffs because of I Slugger? Mean, Guess what? There's some arguments you made. <laughs> Guess what? No, look at this year, though. <laughs> <laughs> look yeah. at this year. Yeah. Yeah. First in the East, right. Eastern Conference Finals. Again, you put us on any service. You put us on the service of Mars, we're going to be in the USL Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Final. <laughs> NASA's got an
0: announcement about the moon. Do you think that has something to do with the championship final? That'd be could awesome. be just played on the moon. So, we, so anyway, rest of the league. So I
1: think suck we it. were a little bit of a
3: outcast because of that to some extent, and well, y- we all remember the comments on the first. Th- there, final. There's no, there's no way you could ever convince me that we've ever been the favorites of any refereeing crew either. No. So
0: I think it's important to uh, take a half a second and recognize that Louisville City has become. I hate the Yankees. Louisville has become the Yankees of the USL. Like, we're in the playoffs every year. We're dangerous every year. We've won two titles in the last five years. Good chance to win, you know, un- not unfortunate. We definitely did not deserve to win the, the game last year. Uh, but, you know, it primed to make another run at one this year. Uh, I think people are just sick to death of us, and I don't. Good. <laughs> I don't blame them. I'm not sorry. Uh, but you know, that's, that's it's like I our guys
3: say. live for this moment, though. They they know they what they know what it takes in in winter go home games, yeah. and it's it's like we thrive the most in these types of games. It's unbelievable.
0: Well, the better part though is they expect to be here, like Hackworth said in his conference press conference this this week. You know, Na McCabe is just like he expects to play in the Eastern Conference Final. Like, mm-hmm. what this is normal. This is what we do every year. We're supposed to be here.
1: And we do too. We, yeah. You know,
3: we're, oh, we've joked yeah, yeah, about it.
1: We're the most yeah, spoiled but we're not fan on base. the team.
0: Well, and how about
3: now yeah. making this team sheet and uh, yeah, was cool. being available? Not p- see him out last there, at least last game. The balls around. That's really great to see. Yeah,
1: we talk about referees, though. They weren't happy to see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. That's probably <laughs> <laughs> between him and Antoine. All they're right. the <laughs> two that mean we don't get any calls. Yeah. But <laughs>
0: last one uh, is from our good friend, good, good, yeah. good buddy Matt uh, at Blue uh, City Sting. Uh, what is your favorite St. Louis memory from the last six years? Ooh. <sighs> Man, I, my favorite is one that I wasn't even a part of, but the first road trip we made up there, people got so hammered. And somebody <laughs> passed out under a picnic table. I mean, people, somebody <laughs> some threw stories. up. It was the best bus trip stories I've ever heard. So even though I don't even know if we won the game, I just remember, I think we did, but I just remember all the pictures that people sent after that trying to embarrass us and it was amazing i love that's yeah. that's probably my favorite one there they've all been fun games they've been such a good uh group to play with and against they've had you know i've they'd probably deserve a bit better than they've gotten in terms of success uh but a club that was really inspirational for the coopers in terms of what the type of supporters group we wanted to emulate and they're a club that's very aware of their city's history and it, it's really means something to those people, and I think it is. You know, we've talked about this before, so I won't belabor the point. It sucks that they're gone now. Um, St. Louis City FC, or whatever the hell it is, is or SC is, you know, probably not going to be the same type of type of vibe. Uh, is, is
2: and there
0: I there don't wi- care because they're not playing in our league. You so. may
1: know better than yeah. better than I. Is there a widespread acceptance from their supporters group to migrate to the MLS? club? I don't
0: know. I think it's going to be. You know, I'm sure. I think it's going to be upper grudging. Mm-hmm. Migration, let's put it that way. Uh, because St. Louis F C did all did right by the fans just about every time. You know, mm-hmm. Allen Baugh would go to all, Cap Allenbaugh and Kev, Kavanaugh would go to their podcast and go hang out with them and drink beers and be really – they were extremely accessible. Uh I've never heard anything but good things about the way they, they were doing things. Uh coaches were you know, they loved Dale Shilley, they you know they, they liked Preki until he turned out to be kind of a you know, paper tiger. Uh they they liked Trichu. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I, I think that they really, really were appreciative of what St. Louis FC is tried to do. Uh, they aligned really well uh, from a charitable giving standpoint, things like that. And I don't know that their charitable the efforts are, are oh, unmatched and, I mean, and will be,
3: never be to be rivaled, copied in yeah. our league. I mean, uh,
0: I think that uh, the you know I, I don't think they have the same type type of connection with this this uh, mm-hmm. new outfit. But because it's MLS, there's going to be the stands are going to be full. So yeah. I don't, I, I I will say that I think St. Louis deserves to be in that league from a market standpoint. Does that the the fact that that is a gauge on which we measure how you get into the first division is disappointing? Uh, but it's a that's a soccer city, and they yeah. you know if they can manage it, then good on them.
1: Yeah, sorry to see another rival go. Yeah,
3: yeah I really, and and my favorite memory of St. Louis is just our inaugural game. Our very first game, and and watching them march into the stands, you know, as it's a, a weird as game. an away crowd at, at our first you know game I've got ever. Pi- I've got a
0: picture on my phone still from that game. From so I mean,
3: they really did that. show us what, like, wow, what what can a fan base really do in the USL? I, I was extremely impressed, you know, from the get go, and we, and it's like we started together, you know, we were like Ooh. brothers in arms that well, we it- started in the league together, our very first game, you know, and it's just a uh,
0: in, in fairness they had some training cuz they had AC St. Louis before and that didn't exist for a long time but they'd had practice let's let's say yeah. we had no idea what we were doing yeah uh and they really like I said they really did provide a blueprint they were you know assholes to us but in the in the in <laughs> most fun possible way
1: That's uh, just like little and, brothers and, yeah. are you know they're yeah, annoying they were, <laughs> they, were,
0: they were they were such you know, like I said I will really miss them I I don't miss FCC I don't I definitely don't miss uh, Nashville I barely remember that they were a thing uh, but St. Louis, we were, we were really nice, sure for thing. sure.
1: Yeah. Agree. All
0: right, guys. I think that uh, covers it. I don't have anything else. Robbie, in your vast Robbie's age will uh, do anything else? No, some notes I, here?
1: There might be an off-season topic. But the one thing I did note was there's some kind of interesting things going on in Europe right now with the Premier League. Uh, and the also league. the European Super League. There's yeah. two elements. There's the, there's the survival of the football league in England and how the Premier League Big Six are trying to basically utilize that to take over. Yeah. Uh, and then the European League that's just been brought up several billion pounds or euros or whatever currency you want to look at trying to entice several teams to basically i think scrap the champions league so i bring that up i know we're not a european soccer podcast but i do think it's interesting because we always do hold up europe as a model of promotion relegation how you know the the cream rises to the top but you can win your way to the top you can be bournemouth and play in the premier league or yeah anyone there is a bit of a movement in europe right now where you're seeing some of the top clubs start to try and kind of circle the wagons and see if well, they can keep all the power with them you'll themselves. notice that
0: coincides with a lot more american ownership of european clubs possibly so uh, and there's you know there are uh, some and i don't i'm not going to spend any more time on this than than just this because that's a great topic that i can dive into and spend all kinds of time on yeah uh you know there are financial reasons obviously uh that are enticing about that kind of business model uh, but it definitely runs counter to the way that the game mm-hmm. was, has begun over there. But the more money you pour into things, more people are scared to lose it. And so that's, yeah. that's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, so my hope is yeah. it does well, not. That's the topic. That's a much yeah. – like, we could do hours on that. We won't, but we could. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got, guys. All of uh, which is impacted
3: by the pandemic and, you know, mm-hmm. and the financial implications yeah. of everything. They're rolling
0: on, ahead with anyway. I mean, so. golf is the kind of the same way, and golf is definitely not a sport that – Lends itself to
3: let me do my quality. let me do my non-prediction just Let's for good luck. Um, <laughs> well, Louisville City's going to win for sure, but that's oh, man. All. <laughs> big limb
1: you're going out. I'm out not there. predicting <laughs> any thin. scores. Oh jeez. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I'll I'll stick with my recent theme of comfortable victories. I'm going to say they're going to score. I'm going to three one again this week. Yeah.
3: You think we're gonna we're gonna finally give up a goal in the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I won't be too bothered by it. I I I think we're gonna. I think we're a better team, uh, and I think. You know, getting through the last two games has done nothing to galvanize these guys. Right, I think they're going to be cognizant of the kind of threat that Tampa Bay presents. But we've, we play if we play the way we've been playing. Uh, yeah, I got no reason to believe that we. Yeah,
3: I can't time. imagine that it it goes any other way. It's, especially if we play our game and play the way that we've and continue this just, momentum and and yeah. just improve on some minor things that we saw. You know, against St. Louis is three five two. Like we said, like a little bit. I think a little bit more. Uh, diligent marking, especially on set pieces and mm-hmm. um, on corner kicks and be you know and I, I want that- to give
0: Hackworth a whole lot of credit for just the way he's kind of managed these games yeah. and set up and bent- and the tactics that he's used to counteract, you know, the the kinds of tact the you know the kinds of things he's he's wisely figured out that the other team will do. Uh, you know, I know Danny Cruz is the video guy and does a whole lot of that, but he's done a good job of identifying those sorts of things and the way they've implemented the change that they've made in in dead ball situations has been just has frankly been a, a real big story and the way we've been able to just be so comfortable the last few weeks I mean I nothing about St. Louis is comfortable right? per se uh, but you know you win a game two nothing you deserve a lot of credit and so happy to see it
1: yeah you're here
0: I'd like, I would love to see a Napa goal, NAPO goal as well Love maybe NAPO. a
1: Luke Spencer break the seal finally
0: Luke man I, I still sorry. Toby doesn't deserve that shame, and Luke definitely deserves a goal. I, I still, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to him. All I right, can't guys, imagine I we go, we go another
3: playoff game without Brian Ombi scoring. So
0: he's Ombi's doing his job. That's all I can say. He's doing. I'm his
3: thinking. Job. I'm thinking we might get that PK.
0: Ty, I I just I hope you're right. I don't agree, <laughs> but I hope you're right. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Uh, yep. Thanks everybody for listening. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet very much, but follow us anyway. At, at Barrel Proof FC, uh, ask us some questions, hashtag Ask Barrel Proof. Uh, and for Robbie and Ty and Patrick, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you all next week. Vamos Morados. Up the no birds oh,
1: Come on, City.